Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toolbox. My name is Laquita Monley, and I'd like to take the time to give each of you a very special welcome to the show today. I'm excited that you all have joined us, and it is my desire that you will be blessed with tools that will help you grow as an entrepreneur, as well as tools that you will find valuable for your own personal growth and development. Today's show is sponsored by Covenant Press. We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the message we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenantpress.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenantpress.com, www.covenant-press.com to get half off your purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenantpress.com so we can all share the message. That's www.covenant-press.com. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to another great episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning in with me. And if this is your first time tuning in, please, if you enjoyed this message, hit that subscribe button or that follow button, depending on what uh, podcast platform that you're using. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave us a review. Um, and those of you have, that are tuning in again, thank you so much for your love and support of Laquita's Toolbox. This is the place where it is my desire that those who tune in will be blessed with tools that will help them grow as an entrepreneur, as well as tools that they can use for their own personal growth and development. You know, on today's show, we have a really great guest. Her name is Miss Lauren Abrams. And I was so blessed to meet her um, earlier this year through uh, a podcast. I was a guest on her podcast and I had such an amazing time on her podcast that I just had to be able to return that favor and bless the Laquita's Toolbox audience with her, with her hope and her insight and to know more information about her podcast called 52 Weeks of Hope. Miss Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and it's so good to see you again. It was so great to have you on my podcast. You were <laughs> fabulous. 
we had a really great time on that uh, on that podcast. It was it was so easy. The conversation was great, and the topic and the meaning behind your podcast was awesome. So let's let's kick things off with you telling us m- more about who you are and the Fifty Two Weeks of Hope podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm Lauren Abrams. I am an attorney in Beverly Hills. I fight for the rights of wrongfully terminated employees, people who are discriminated against at work. I've been doing that exclusively for well over 20 years. And um, it's been tough during the pandemic and been a lot of burnout and things like that. (laughs) Seven days a week of that. So, And during that time, I started a podcast. And uh, it's 52 Weeks of Hope, where we talk about what's the hardest challenge or proudest of overcoming, how to do it, what's your message of hope, and get to realize that we're not alone and get ideas of how to feel better right now and live our best lives. And um, we really do get to find out none of us are alone. Everybody goes through it. We all have our time going through it. And it was from my own period when I went through it, when I came out the other end and I was like, what the hell was that? Because <laughs> it really took me by surprise. And um, I started interviewing a person a week just for me. Like, why are we here? That kind of a message. Yeah, uh, my own personal soul quest. And uh, it was so good and rich, the messages I was receiving. And there were similar messages from it that I thought, it's so good. I'm going to make it one of those books. One of those books where you open it, like just you open the book and you're like, oh, that's just what I needed to hear all the different stories, you know, and, or you open it again. And then that's the one I need to hear. And then I had to do a pivot during COVID be, uh, and I turned it into a podcast. So that's 52 weeks of hope. And I get to interview amazing people like you. That's so awesome. You know, cause uh, I just think it's powerful that you thought to do that even for your own, um, for your own self on a personal level, and then turn that into a podcast because you're right. When we're stuck in the middle of those dark places, you can't feel like you're all alone and nobody else is dealing with bad stuff, but you and the way you were able to, you know, shift that focus and said, okay, let's talk to some other people and see how they're, how they've overcome their moments. That's amazing. You know, in that time that you've been doing the podcast, what are some of your most memorable moments or your most memorable guests? Oh my gosh, there's so many. So I have talked to someone who had her leg almost amputated and she was given a 1% chance of keeping her leg at when she came out of her, you know, she was put into a coma for a couple of days. And when she came out of that, they were just waiting for her to sign off on having her leg amputated. And she was like, wait a minute, 1%. And 37 surgeries later, she has her leg. Wow. But she has chronic pain now. And so she came, went back after that. She's like, okay, you can take my leg now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's too late. And she's all about resilience. And it's wow. a mindset. And now she's this TED Talk speaker and everything else, but how to live. And, and it's all about your mindset and resilience and keep going. And she, and she was this well-known fitness trainer and everything was about movement and being active. And she's just amazing and how to keep going no matter what, which is really one of the messages. We, the only way through is through and you have to keep going and, and you can get through anything. I mean, I interviewed somebody, there's a, 
there's how there's joy in every finding joy in every moment. I mean, I interviewed somebody who lost her 11 year old son this year, this past year. And wow. you, yeah, she's the executive producer of, I'm not a big TV, but Bravo's project runway. Okay. And, um, a lot of people, she was very open about what was going on with her son. Um, she'd write about it. She's, she's a storyteller. That's what she does. She's, She's she was in reality TV and everything else, and she's a storyteller. So she would tell people as she was going through it. But her podcast is so moving, and um, she finds joy in it because that's what he would have wanted. And mm. she, she would not trade her eleven years with her son for anything. And and the way she talks about finding joy in it, I held it together <laughs> while I interviewed her because um, I thought, how am I going to do this? And uh, but I mean, it was funny. It was enlightening. It was insightful. It was full of spirit. It was amazing. Wow. It, it might be one of the most spiritual ones I've done. And I've interviewed every type of spiritual leader, I think. I mean, I've learned about imams and priests and two rabbis and like all different types of spiritual leaders. You, you're a spiritual leader. And, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we're both moms. You know, I know God would have given me the grace to be able to move forward, but I'm not sure how I would have responded to that. Yeah. As a mom, that's that's wild. I'm definitely have to take out check out that particular episode um, to hear her story and how she's found joy and she uses that to continue to be able to move forward. Like wow. Yeah, but she still has a daughter, and I mean, and and she feels the grief, and she's she's really amazing. It's, it's an amazing, amazing episode. JJ is she's an amazing person, and. Uh, yeah, there's just so many, there's so many lessons and, and it's about community and having your mm -hmm. community hold you through it. No, mm -hmm. we don't have to go through anything alone. I mean, my, my, since you're, this is for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. uh, women entrepreneurs, what, what led me to doing mine is I, here I am, this lawyer and you look at me from the outside, you go, oh, you have this and that and, and nobody handed it to me. I worked for everything I had. Um, and I'm always grateful, always, always grateful. Like, oh my God, I can't believe first, like I put myself through college and then law school and, and got my master's. And, and then um, I have this practice and then I opened it and, and here I am thriving. When I started having kids, I started hiring people and, and doing the whole deal. And maybe 10 years in, I thriving practice, but no money was coming in. And then it got worse and then it got worse. And, um, and the money wasn't coming in. And I was a single mom. Uh, and I didn't know it got so bad. I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids. I had to pay my employees. I had to pay everyone and I would, I would make minimum payments to the vendors. I had one vendor actually sue me. Oh and, wow! Are you kidding? I'm making payments. And to this day, they wanted me. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause as a lawyer, I thought they're suing me. Is this going to affect my state bar life? I didn't know I'd never been sued. And, um, and they came back later going, Oh, why aren't you using us? kidding me you can, you um, to me. i mean i wasn't hiding i mean i wasn't going oh i don't have cash coming in but uh it was bad it was really bad and i had no one to turn to um and you know money people don't want to run to you when you have money problems mm -hmm. um and i mean my best friend knew and and it's 
you know, my kids knew, oh, we don't have a lot of them, but they're little. They don't like anyway. And, and I got through it. You know, everybody gets through things. Um, but that's, a, that's the thing. And, um, and, and I talk about it now because like everybody goes through something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, here I am with that practice and okay, I got through it and I felt such shame behind it. Like mm. I don't deserve it. You know, that whole, that's, that's the imposter syndrome. See, I, I'm not supposed yeah. to be this lawyer people. I'm not supposed to be here. I've been found out like, which it's not true because then the cases took care of themselves and the money came, you know, like it all worked out. But, um, and I still showed up every day. You just keep showing up. I have two kids I have to take care of. I have employees, I have clients that are counting on me. Um, and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what. Um, and not in isolation. Again, I don't go announcing it, but people knew what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. so, you know that. That's a that's a very good that's a very good point because entrepreneurship, um, if we just strictly stick with what we see on social media, it's like it gives a false impression of what actually happens in the life of an entrepreneur. You know, social media and TV will have you believe that you get the idea, write the business plan, boom, you're wealthy. You know, things are just falling into place and you the, you spoke about the responsibility levels, like the money's coming, but not enough to pay yourself. You, I have enough to meet the minimum payments on my bills. I've got to pay my staff because they've got families to take care of. So not only do you have that responsibility of your family on your shoulders, but you have the responsibility of your team members, family members, families on your shoulders. And oh, yeah the clients that I'm servicing, I've got that. That's like so much stress that those are the pieces um, of entrepreneurship that we don't talk about enough. So that new and, you know, new aspiring entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs or the entrepreneurs that hit that brick wall that says, Hey, you know, this happens and this is how I got through it because, you know, I, I can see that as a lawyer, People, that's not your immediate thought that comes to mind when you see an attorney or a doctor. You guys are entrepreneurs as well. And as you see, oh, you went to school and now you're making all this money. Everything has to be perfect in your world, at least financially. That's just not true. Yeah. And uh, it, it just is what it is. And especially during the pandemic, it's just like, ugh. Um, but that it's not, it's not even just the money people got mean. So I don't like that energy. I just mm. do not like the energy of that. So, yeah. It's, yeah. So, and you, you mentioned something else, the imposter syndrome. I do want to, I want to, I want us to have some great conversation about that. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into that completely, um, you, we've talked about your podcast and how you came to wanting to do that podcast, um, how did you overcome uh, your dark night of the soul, the moments that you had, that moment that you had in your life? So what happened is I was actually like, I was kind of, I was like, what am I going to do? I, it, It's just one of those things. Everyone has their ways of doing that. And I was going to this spin class with uh, Angela Manuel Davis. Oprah picked her up and took her on the road. She's really Oh, she's just amazing. She now has her own place called Army, A-A-R-M-Y. Um, she's got all these online classes and everything. And uh, that she, 
and uh, I'm in there. I have those these classes left. I couldn't afford to go, but I had these classes left in a, a QUE, QUE. I don't know how you pronounce the word. But anyway, um, I had classes left, and I was in her class, and it's pitch black, and the music's blasting, and she's doing her Angela thing, and she's going, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I know somebody needs to hear this. And uh, I'm crying and I'm getting it all out, you know, and, and everything. And, and I don't know what she said, but something in me shifted. And she talks about God and she's just like, it's like being in a revival in her class. Like I've never been in a revival, but I just, she's just Angela. And she's just amazing. I can't, I just, anyway. Um, and I'm a total groupie just for whatever. <laughs> I love Angela. And anyway, um, and so something in me shifted in that, moment and I just knew I was going to be okay which of course I'm going to be okay but I just knew it I didn't know how I didn't know when but I knew I was going to be okay and uh, I walked out and I made a call and my best friend came sat with me in my office and uh, I actually wrote Angela a very long email crying and everything thanking her and we both looked for the email i never found it but it was just so from the heart and she said i've been there <laughs> i didn't even think she knew who i was you know i just go in and leave and anyway um it was a while ago and uh you know i just something shifted and it's in that shift it's it's mm -hmm. taking an action everything is about an action we have to do something i was taught god doesn't drive parked cars you can't sit in a corner and say please Give me something. You have to do even it can be the smallest action, but mm -hmm. we have to do something. Yes. And going there and crying and listening, like anything. Like it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to go to a spin class. Well, there aren't any in LA at least. I mean, everything's shut down, I think. I don't know. We're masked back up again. So anyway, it could be walk outside, walk around the block, walk in the opposite direction. It could be put your feet in the dirt, feel Mother Earth. It could be something so simple as taking deep breaths, like it, touch your toes. It can be anything. Pick up the phone and call someone is a really good action. Yeah. Um, so that's how. So that, that, that shift that takes place, that that's awesome. And, and you're right. It's like, we, we have to have a mental shift in the way that we think it's like, it's not pretending that the situation isn't existing, yeah. but it's fully realizing that it's not final like whatever that bad thing that is that's happening to you in that moment that's not the end of your story like the overcoming part will happen and it requires an action it, it definitely requires an action you know it's like uh i love what you said that god doesn't you know he didn't work with parked cars he, he doesn't like <laughs> faith you know, faith without works is dead you have to do some type of work you got to put in some type of action and not just sitting there you know saying can you do this can you do this can you do this you know you're not just putting in your request but it's the action that you took even with being in, in that class you know a lot of times when we when we are stuck we don't want to move outside of whatever little you know safe space we've created it's a dark space and it's safe, but it's not fixing anything. And your participation in that course is what helped you get to that moment where you had that um, that mental shift. And that's so that's so so important, you know. And you you talked about now. Let's let's go into the imposter syndrome. Um, how did you recognize that within yourself? 
you know, it's it's so interesting. Imposter syndrome, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, but I think we all know what it is, is when you feel like you're a fake or a fraud, I'm going to get found out, you get some job and you're, you're like all happy and then you realize, oh my God, I can't do it. Like, of course you can do it. Guys, I don't think guys think that. I think it's only women, I swear to God. They're like, yeah, I got this. But anyway, um, and uh, you're not going to get found out. You got the job, you can do it. And like the universe wouldn't have given it to you. But I can remember right. 10 years practicing law, being in court thinking, oh my God, all these people think I'm a lawyer. Well, of course I'm a lawyer. <laughs> like I was <laughs> practicing it, but like, like I, faked everyone out or something like that's imposter syndrome and um or when i started my podcast and i was on a zoom call with all the little windows and everything and thinking i saw two people you could tell they were both texting and i was sure they were texting about me found out i had a podcast and we're like who does she think she is starting a podcast like like suddenly i am the center of everyone's universe and they're talking <laughs> um like what you know when did i become that person and uh it, it's so absurd but that's imposter syndrome and if if you have it i'm not saying i'm like i'm not trying to elevate myself i'm just trying to make it simple but uh a lot of high um achieving women have it michelle obama talks about it my mm -hmm. angelou used to talk about it meryl streep uh, um Sheryl sandberg writes about it in her book very high achieving women and uh it's it's fear it's all fear-based that i can't do something and you have to feel the feeling that is one of the things you have to do. You have to feel it to, to deny it or anything just keeps it active. Mm -hmm. so sit there, feel the feeling, tell someone I feel fear or I feel like I'm a fake or a fraud or an imposter and feel it, sit in it and really feel it, breathe into it, close your eyes, feel where you feel it in your body. Is it in your gut? Is it in your, like where? I feel things like that usually in my gut, in my hands on my gut right now. Like I, that's usually where I feel it. And if you really feel into it and then let it radiate out through your body, you now create new neural pathways. And maybe you won't feel like that the next time. You'll feel something else. <laughs> but um, that that's how we work through it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I tend to agree with you that I don't think men deal with it. At least they don't deal with it in the way that um, we deal with it. Because I've seen my husband do some stuff that's like, well, are you sure? You know, or even when it was, and it was more like, a, especially during the times when he would be encouraging me to apply for positions. And I'm looking at these position descriptions and I'm looking at my qualifications and saying, nah, I can't even apply for this because what if I get hired and they realize I can't do that? I can't do what it is that I said that I can do. And in his mind, he's like, oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Just I'm telling you, you can do it. Just apply for it. You got it. And I'm thinking, but I don't. <laughs> and, and it wasn't that he was wrong. It's I've got a whole lot of thoughts on that that may or may not get my podcast in trouble. But I don't think that society breeds. Um, a good environment for women to thrive um, in that area because whereas like all of the ladies you named were great in leadership, a lot of times when we possess those amazing leadership characteristics, especially when we're displaying them as young girls, we're given a negative. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this yeah. is very live practice. It, it, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's <laughs> a very good point. Uh, this, this, this is what I, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're given that negative feedback as, as, as young girls. And so 
sucks. I, you, I, I, yeah, your psyche in the in the meantime, you know, at that at that, at those moments when she, we should be growing and embracing it, um, oh, we're I, taught that that's not how young ladies behave. Whereas, plus, as, as boys are encouraged to do it, it's like, yeah, go ahead. As an African American woman, too, I mean, you've got the double whammy. I, yeah, forget it. In the workplace, like. Yeah, yeah it, it, there's so many levels in that. Like, it just went through my head. I was like, yeah. it, I, it was a whole domino. Yeah, and and, and, it, and it's like that. It's like just you know that we as women, and like you say, even especially as as minority women, it's like you know that whole be seen and be quiet thing. And your idea is your idea. It's worthless unless it comes out of a man's mouth. Like I said, it's probably something that's not gonna get in my pocket, me. But it's the truth, you know. It, it it, is, I, it, I represent it, you guys. I, that's who I represent in court. <laughs> and, and that leads us to when we are in an environment where we have progressive men, we have men who have, who are trying to change um, the, that are trying to change the way people think and the way people respond in an accepting environment. We're more often left with that imposter syndrome. You got your mouth closed. You don't want to say anything. It doesn't really matter if people are asking you and they recognize you as this subject matter expert and have invited you to these platforms, these stages, and trying to put you out front. Your mental is saying, you know, you don't deserve to be here. You're going to fail. That sounds stupid. You know, just all sorts of things. And like you were saying with the people that are texting, your mind is running like, ah, Everybody knows that I'm not supposed to be here. I've had I've had that happen to me so many times. I've been invited somewhere to speak, and it didn't matter whether it was uh, at a church women's group or I'm teaching a leadership course in in churches, or even this past week I was um, on a virtual stage for a couple of days talking to female entrepreneurs and I was invited to be as an influencer to be there the whole time in the back of my head I'm struggling my hands are sweating <laughs> I, I reread my notes like 50 times and it's like wow okay this is this is how this feels and how do we you know how do we deal with it and you're so right you, you have to recognize it head on don't run away from it recognize it head on and, you know, come to a place where you realize what you need to do to overcome it, but you won't get there if we're not talking about it. If we're not saying, okay, yeah, here's the issue. Now, how can I move forward? Um, were there any particular people that were like in your side, your core group or um, within your, uh, within your uh, friend circle that help you work through these issues? Or is it something that you just, do for for within yourself um i, I have to say like i just inter I, the last few i've been interviewing all these healers and healers healers like it's unbelievable the kinds of people i've been just so incredibly lucky to interview and i just texted somebody a few minutes ago not that long ago about one of the in in fact when you're going to have to speak on a stage or take i was taught this if you're you've got a child that's going to take an important test or something that a tool really quick easy tool um if you're nervous to use is to put your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your gut 
and take breaths. And if your kid is in school, nobody will know they're doing it. Mm, that's and, neat. Um, and it works. It calms down your nervous system. And I felt myself, um, I have uh, something coming up in a week, and, and I find myself getting anxious. And I meditate, and it's so unusual for me. And it, it started happening a few days ago, and I'm like, what is this? So I, I started writing, and I looked up your podcast one more time, and I was like, oh. And, uh, and so I, I did a little bit of writing, and and I was like, nope. And so, and I had meditated this morning. I was like, what in the world? I'm not used to this. And so I did this, I went, wow. And then I had two people I interviewed in a row, one who started tapping like in the 90s and she, before people, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and tap. But she's like, she was so cool and she's a healer's healer. And she was talking about, and then, like she's really like way up there in like the healing world, whatever. And I don't know all the people she was talking about, but anyway, she then it got to where she got breast cancer. Mm. And when you're like you heal and you're teaching healers, mm -hmm. and it was like I'm, she's not supposed to get breast cancer. You know what I mean? She's like right. So <laughs> she doesn't talk from a spiritual like, but she was like wait, and so. But it ends up she, she was very masculine. She didn't let her feminine side come out. But that's how we are, you know. Oh, yeah. We're so tough, and so it was very interesting. I mean, she's anyway. It's, it's so interesting that you say that. I was I interviewed um, a, uh, a lady last week, um, and her story is one literally from rags to riches story mm -hmm. from homeless mother of six and within a short you know 10 to 12 year time period she went from homeless of six kids with a ged to her phd and this thriving author and entrepreneur and one of the things that she posted about a couple of days prior to my interviewing her was about her masculine and feminine energy and i have to admit as a married woman I never thought about it in that way. And I have some single friends yeah. and it's like, that really helped me to be able to show up for them in, in such a, a different way and a better way, I think, because as, as a, uh, well, let me clarify, as a married woman with a good husband, okay? Yeah, that's a provider. She did yeah. for so long, but her feminine energy had been stifled since she was 17. Yeah, and it was, I that wasn't, that wasn't a part of my story, but when she when she wrote that in her post, that she was learning how to let her feminine energy come to where it should be, and not feel like she's weak and vulnerable. Um, it was it that was a place where she was in her healing process because she had had to operate in that masculine energy for so long to become the protector, the provider, and to just survive being a homeless single mom. Like her family was squatters in, in different places around Atlanta. And she, she got to a place where she could actually provide for them because they had been cut off from their family. The family said, okay, I'm not having anything to do with you. And it's like, wow, okay. For if women, men all around, that's something that we definitely need to understand where women are when they're when they have that issue and that healing process it's like wow okay that's that's great i really that that conversation when you said that it, it brought that to mind like do we really think about that enough or yeah. even know that it's a thing i didn't know it was a thing 
right? <laughs> right. I mean, we dress like men. It, like the whole thing was put on a business suit. Like, why? Why do we have to put on a business suit? You know? I never yeah. even thought about it. Like, why do I have to dress like a man in court? You know, like the whole thing. It's it just, you know, anyway. The whole, you know, I, I interviewed somebody who said the whole business world and all the language and the verbiage we use mm-hmm. is all masculine. Like, why, mm-hmm. do we have, why do we have to use their verbiage? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it brings up a, a really good point. Um, it, and it even speaks to, for me, it speaks to why so many women deal with imposter syndrome in a much different way um, than men because you they show up as a man and so there's just a certain level of acceptance even in spaces where you might not be accepted as a minority man but you're still a man and so you can kind of flow in that but we show up as women eh, maybe not you you know you have to work too hard for that wow that's uh that's 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 so amazing so you know realizing and accepting okay imposter syndrome is something that i've dealt with that I deal with, this is how I deal with it. These are the different methods, you know, whether you're using spiritual healing with a core group of people or as an individual, those are some great strategies um, to help women and men to help them, you know, (laughs) deal, (laughs) to help them overcome those, uh, those issues. But I do, I have two, one question and one comment left for us, you know, 52 weeks of hope. Do you have a message of hope to leave with the audience? Definitely. That everything always works out. Always. Uh, It might not be on our timetable or in the way that we envision. We do have limited vision, but everything does always work out. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Tell us, uh, tell the audience how that they can connect with you um, and the 52 and through your podcast. Oh, everything is on my website at 52 Weeks of Hope, uh, the number 52. Uh, and I also have a free ebook if you're how to live your how to be your best self now. If you're not sure what it is that you want to do or be, it's just really simple exercises just to get i know you believe in this too it 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 helps if you write it down (laughs) um and it's just really simple exercises to get clear on what it is that what so that you can you can do and be what it is that you want to do and be instead of wishing for it so that you can be it now Awesome, awesome, awesome. Ms. Lauren, thank you so much for being a, a guest on Laquita's Toolbox uh, podcast. I have such a great time. Uh, listen, everybody, you want to check out 52 Weeks of Hope, uh, go to Ms. Laura's website, uh, 52weeksofhope.com. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you click on the details section and the show notes and you will find her website listed there. Go out, check her out. Be blessed by some of the episodes that she has there to provide encouragement and tools that can help you grow uh, as an individual because we're not alone in what we go through. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Laquita Mondley and this has been an episode of Laquita's Toolbox. Take care and have a great day. This has been another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I'd like to thank you guys so much for the show today. 
I'd love to hear from you. We really want to get your feedback. I want to know if there's things on here that you love. And I do want to know if there's things on here that you don't love. So make sure to look in the show notes and find our calendar link as well as our email address because we want to hear from you. Go out to your favorite podcast listing platform and leave us a review. If you liked it, I want to hear from you. If you didn't like it, I really like your honest feedback on what we can do to make the show better. Again, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, we do want to hear from you. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. I'd also like to take this time once again to thank the sponsors of today's episode, and that's Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to hear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenantpress.com, www.covenant-press.com. To get half off your purchase of $40 or more, make sure you put favored in that discount code at the checkout. Tell your friends and your family all about covenantpress.com so that we can all participate in sharing the message. Thank you guys so much again. This is Laquita Monley, and I pray that you have a blessed day.